He's totally also, a guy. <laughs> also, maybe I'm overthinking this, but I feel like Mark Stone would age better than Ben Aaron. Because he's already done his aging. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not the only one who thinks he looks not a day under 35. <laughs> Barely in Topic, podcast for Boston Bruins fans, by Boston Bruins fans. Hey, it's Barely in Topic. We're back talking about Bruins stuff, or as Jeff had shared in a previous private message exchange, we talk about the Marvel Universe and time-traveling dick wizards and I believe my wording was Yarmir Yager's fourth dimensional sexual prowess. Right. Right. <laughs> I, well, I didn't call it up. I was just winging it. <laughs> so, of course, I'm VA. I'm here with Jeff and Tim. Uh, Tim? Yep. Hello. <laughs> I can always count on you guys to just really... I'm bringing the energy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be one of those shows, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so it's been probably what fifteen days? Yes, it's been fifteen days since we've recorded. So we're gonna be all sorts of awkward. It's gonna be fantastic. I didn't realize that today was a holiday, so that's been a fun part of my day trying to figure out what is open and what isn't with regards to things that I need. But I'm also snowed in. Even though we don't have that too that much snow, I just, I don't want to deal with it. So, okay. Bruins are currently on the West Coast road trip. Whew, that's a lot of words. And they're on a five-game win streak. Five-game win streak, which is also part of a nine-game point streak. Um, only broken up by that shootout loss to the Rangers on the sixth. Stupid rags. Uh, rags. Oh, wait, wait, no, no, we're more because we got points in the uh, losses to Philly and Winnipeg as well. So that's actually like an 11-game point streak. 11 games over three-week point streak, three losses, three overtime or, overtime or shootout losses, and all the rest are victories. That's pretty okay. That's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty exciting. And this weekend's games were pretty exciting against really bad opponents. I was going to say, there is the caveat. This isn't your grandfather's West Coast road trip. <laughs> your fathers it's not your not fathers. even like your fathers even like your you know your big brother who's like away at school now because like <laughs> anaheim and la are really bad folks <laughs> very very bad this is you know of course a, a new development um, well not so much in la's case la's been mediocre for a couple of years now but you know both of them being bad at once is uh that's a feat yeah and it's wonderful for hockey I love it. If it weren't for Ottawa, the Kings and uh, the Ducks would be teams 30 and 31. So thank you, Ottawa, for making sure that those two teams are 29 and 30, respectively, in this league. Yes, they are even... Oh, hang on. No, Anaheim's got 55 points right now. Anaheim's ahead of... uh, Is is ahead of Detroit. Edmonton. Edmonton is the third worst right now. Okay, you know what? Nobody was going to fact check that. We were all just going to feel really good about the fact that they they suck. (laughs) I mean, they they do suck. Um, I mean, they have a minus 50-something goal differential. (laughs) 
Like, it's a, they really suck. I'll take things that shouldn't be possible for however many goals under um, replacement that team is right now. <laughs> I mean, it's a miracle they've won as much as they have, to be quite honest. <laughs> well, you can thank the Bruins for adding on three goals to the Ducks' miserable goal differential. And uh, the Kings, well, it's only two. But the, hey, that's something. Hooray! The one that made it too was absolutely glorious. <laughs> oh, you mean the Bergie poke check goal? <laughs> yes. Because that's really what it was. It was just like, he's like, I got one hand on my stick and I'm just going to poke this. And it, it was a goal. <laughs> it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It was like he was, was jousting or fencing or something. It was just, it was not hockey. But, I mean, it was hockey. It happened during a hockey game. But it was it was like, <laughs> I don't even think that Bergie thought that was going to be a goal. I think he was just like, eh, let me just stick that puck in there. And, of course, along the way, too, they, they quoted the Blackhawks. Yep. Uh, won an OT over the, over, over the Kings and, uh, and Anaheim at home. Not Anaheim. Avalanche. Colorado. <laughs> Colorado. The Colorado Nathan McKinnons. <sighs> the Colorados, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, that too. At least they have good pretzels, right? Or was that not there? No, they did. They had excellent pretzels there. That's <laughs> true. The fans suck. The people who run, like, you know, the video there, they they can go eat a dick. <laughs> but they got a good a pretzel, hell of a pretzel. The pretzels yeah. <laughs> were fantastic. And the churros. They have churros. You can get churros there. And they smelled wonderful. I was... I really thought they were corn dogs. They were not. They were churros. But... Oh, and they have the strongest... Um, the most complete uh, weapons uh, scanners. What is that? Oh, uh, metal detectors that you walk through because they detected the metal in my ankle because I am a cyborg. Anyway, yeah, so Burns totally took care of all that stuff. All sorts of Central Division opponents and West Coasters. Uh, West Coasters. West Coasters. Yes, yes, it's fantastic. Can we just talk about one little goal? Okay. I just want to talk course. about one little goal, which has been described as my dream goal. Apparently, this was the one that happened on Friday night against the Ducks. It was the first goal of the Bruins, first goal scored by the Bruins that night. And it was wonderful. And it looked like it was Brandon Carlo's goal. It, he was set up by Sean Corrales, who passed it to him. And it was a one-timer and he was sliding back and winding up his slap shot. It was perfect. And Nolachari was right in front of the goal and tipped it in. Yeah, so it wasn't Brandon Carlo's goal. My poor boy cannot score. He just can't score. I mean, I'm pretty sure he can score, but he can't score on the ice to save his life. And he celebrated and it was so sad because it wasn't his goal. <laughs> Nolachari got it. And I was like, wow. Oh my God. Okay. So it wasn't my boy, but it was my boy. And your third boy was involved too. I know. Oh my God. All my boys. I forgot. Yeah. All my boys. They got it together on that goal. And, you know something that you may never see again and it was the and game winner goal it was the game winner because the ducks they didn't score so yeah i just wanted to bring that up my boy to my boy to my boy dream goal so um <laughs> <laughs> no that's out of the way <laughs> i have no further comment <laughs> you're supposed to talk about how wonderful it was it was secondary scoring it was Fantastic. Secondary scoring is the story of this run. We're getting we're getting points out of Jake DeBrusque again, out of Danton Heinen. Right, so there's your story. I set it up. It's secondary <laughs> scoring. Woo! <laughs> and so, 
the Bruins are kind of on a roll at the moment. Remember, contrast this with our shruggy, uh, I don't know, from our last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Of like, when is it going to happen? Is it going to (laughs) happen? What is this team? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my, 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 my fear has gone from like, is second story scoring actually going to happen? If it happens, and then it's happening. So I'm like, okay, good. This is a good time for Jake DeBrusque to remember how to do things. It's a good time for defensemen to get in the mix, even if they don't score the goal themselves. That's fine. I mean, that poor boy, he's trying so hard. And it's good that you've got Heinen, who is he secondary scoring now because he's up on the top line. If you look at our scoring our scoring ranks, primary scoring for this team, doesn't matter what line you're on, primary scoring for this team is, of course, is Berge, Pasta, Marshy, Krejci, Krug. Okay. It's based on the stratification of this team's scoring ranks. All right. Because then, you you know, after Krug, you, you, you're falling from 41 to 25 points with Jake DeBrusque. So by, by definition, DeBrusque and Heinen, based on their egg, Corrali, by their point totals are secondary scoring, just if you wanted to go by <laughs> – go by the stratigraphy of our uh, scorers so yeah now yes he's playing on the first line which is you know relevant to why this is happening i mean you know those guys can make almost anyone look like an nhler except brett Brett Connolly. except it turns out brett Connolly was in fact an nhler just not in boston anyway dog years i'd like to forget about that time oh what about riley smith he was a sometime nhl player when he was here it's good he's just so boom and bust you know so (laughs) (laughs) okay all right, so I just wanted to differentiate between that because I've gotten to the point where I, I figure primary scoring is just Bergie, Marshy, and Pasta, and I haven't looked below that. <laughs> yep. yep. Because so, they're, uh, mo- they're, they're like 75 to 80% of the goals, I swear to God. Uh, that may plausibly be an underestimate. All right, let's not fact check it. Let's just say they, they are a huge percentage of the goals and move on. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> Either that or somebody can quietly calculate this in the background and, and figure this out. All right, go ahead and talk. Okay, so all this is happening at the same time. Uh, and of course, we're doing get, getting the scoring on this run while the team is without David Pasternak for two weeks. Oh, yes. Poor Pasta. He went to a sponsorship event. It was the night of the State of the Bruins, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but he went to a sponsorship event and he fell down and tore some ligaments in his right thumb, I believe. And he had a surgery and nobody knew anything until that he had already had the surgery and he was listed as being out for at least two weeks, the day of a game. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. And everybody fucking lost their minds. Oh, good God. People were, you know, making cracks. Like, oh, he was drinking. It's like, well, he was running from a team event. So, like, probably not. I mean, he's just fucking David Posternock. He's yeah. He's a goofball. He does. I mean, like, do people freak out when Adam uh, freak out when Adam McQuaid tripped over a suitcase and gave himself a concussion? Was it a concussion or was it something else? Does it matter if he was drunk or not? I mean, he was probably not fall down drunk, but you know, it's icy around here. He has to wear nice shoes to go to these things. You know how nice shoes are. They they aren't like they suck. Yeah, they suck. They're all like shiny bottoms and all that stuff. So it's like, the thing is is that he likes to look good. He was probably wearing something good. He might have had a couple of drinks or something. I don't think that even matters. People fall down and hurt themselves. I do it all the time. So whatever. And then everyone's like, oh, I wonder how this affects Green's decision making at the deadlines. Like, he's out two weeks. 
This has no bearing on the deadline whatsoever. No. <laughs> so, 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 you know, I mean, like, why on earth would that have any impact on, on the deadline? Like, it's clearly not Jermaine. If he was going to be out for a month, then yeah. Then you, re- then you got to make a decision, right? If a season was over, well, fuck, then you don't buy at the deadline. But it's two weeks. People freaked the fuck out because there is no joy in being a hockey fan. It's not allowed. I was just like, of course. Of course, Pasta got injured. It just seemed like like the the amount of injuries this team has had over the last two years, they pissed someone off. Yeah, yeah. If only they'd claimed some sort of wizard on, on waivers last year so they could have, you know, carried on his, uh, his journey. <laughs> What's Mazaros doing? He was a wizard here for a little while. Oh, no, that was a very specific joke I was going for, Tim, and you. <laughs> well, I guess I missed it. Yager. Yager was... <laughs> Hey, that was one of my predictions from last year, too. I got all of my predictions wrong, but I made five of them. Five bold predictions. Hey, we, we wished at great length that he would just, like, get waived to play one game for every team that hadn't had him before because that would have been the best thing ever. But no, NHL is not fun. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, that also would have required enough collusion to draw, to, to draw, draw Robert Mueller's attention. So, like, eh. <laughs> Okay, here's the interesting thing. Pasta, Marshy, and Bergie make up 75 goals on the year mm-hmm. and uh, that is 43 percent of the goal total now if you add in the next people who are debrusque and Krejci, that rises to 60 percent of the goals from basically a power play unit okay ish. all right anyway that's a lot of goals I, I don't know how many other teams are actually not that straight i bet a lot of teams you can you, you, you can get to that that high that kind of percentage of their goals out of out of five players. How many of them are good teams? Another question entirely, but... Get back to Pasta. Pasta's out, and we thought, oh boy, this is going to be a problem. And guess what? It hasn't been a problem. It has not. That was uh, last Tuesday. That was the, the Hawks. That's when they announced it, right? Yes. Right. And so they've scored 13 goals in three games without David Bostronok. I think that's pretty good. I'm okay with it. Uh, that's like an average of four or more goals a game. Four plus. Yeah, you know, that's, that's enough to win a game. Uh, that's above the threshold what's generally considered what's the minimum necessary to win a game. So, Oh, God, I just I just remembered there was something that we overlooked. Oh? We needed to talk about Tuca playing unlike Tuca. Oh, he did have a Tim Thomas-type save there. He had a Tim Thomas-type save. And yet somehow the Tuca, the, 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 the lunatics aren't, like, finally coming around. It's like, this is what they fucking wanted, isn't it? Gymnastics? Okay, okay. Tuca shut out the caps, right? And that should have shut up the haters. And then he was he was the goalie for the Hawks game, wasn't he? Yeah, he let in three. I think one or two of them were power play goals. Whatever. That's not a big deal. But against the Kings, he did a Tim Thomas-like save. He had plenty of really beautiful saves in that game. And it was incredible. That one save, I've never seen Tuca do that. Never. And he had to. I don't to. think anyone has. And yeah, he, and he had to because he didn't know if that was going to hit off the post and go in or go out, and you know Jake DeBrusque and and Charlie McAvoy were curling in front of him. That was fun because <laughs> they both went down to the ice, and then Jake DeBrusque banged into to Charlie McAvoy to go off to the side. <laughs> Krug and Slarik were well beyond uh, behind the play. So it, it, you know, and they came up after it was over, but, but basically it was like, oh my God, it was, 
that was incredible. Tuca did that thing. And and people aren't, I, I don't know, I think, you know, people who like Tuca are going nuts about it, and then you're not hearing anything from other people. Well, no, I've heard, I heard a lot. I heard a lot from other people. It was, oh, he hasn't won a Stanley Cup. What's he done in the playoffs? <laughs> oh. That's what it turned to. <laughs> What's he done in the playoffs? You mean apart from having like one of the highest save percent, highest save percentages for NHL playoff goalies ever? Yes, he hasn't won a cup, but like Rask isn't fucking why we lost 2013. Sorry, VA, before I say it, but Andy fucking Ference is why we lost 20, the cup in 2013. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he was the the weak link. Yeah, he blew blew the defensive coverage on the uh, on, on 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 at least one of the 17 second goals. So. <laughs> yep. He also had a puck go off his skate into the goal, which yeah. is not cool. No, I get it. I get it. I. I know why they lost. It's it's fine, but I also know that had Bergy, I don't think Bergy could have made the next game. Well, that's just it. If they, no. for, if they forced a if they forced a game seven, it would have been embarrassing because Bergy was about to die. Yeah. yeah, he was in the hospital for four days. And and remember, Chara's hip was all fucked up too. Like Chara looked like he could barely skate out there at the end of that series. No, and I'm pretty sure that you know having a couple of the games go into overtime and then there was at least one double overtime that did not help the Bruins cause at all. Oh, they played a lot of hockey that playoffs. Yeah. A lot of hockey. Because some of those Pens games went into overtimes too, right? Yeah, it's like they played extra games. So, you know what? We should be happy that the Bruins were in the final. It sucks that they lost. And it really sucks that the uh, the, the the press and some of the fans of the team that did one are such sucky-ass losers that they need to point out, oh, that's where the... That, that's where um, the, the goals happened, right there. The winning goal from right there. And it's like, fuck you, Mark Lazarus. Well, that's just, it's like, you know what? Sometimes you make it to the, pl- the finals and you know what? You're up against a fucking dynasty team. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's a fucking rough draw. But ask a lot of teams in the 80s that had the misfortune to play either the Islanders or the Oilers. Yep. It's the fucking way she goes. Hey, the Bruins <laughs> were at least one of those teams, right? Yes, they were. Yeah. See, I know. <laughs> but anyway... Okay, I just want to say, Tuca, it was amazing. I love that play. Who's in tonight? Do we know? Uh, Rask's in that tonight. Woohoo! Tuca! On the Tuca train. Tuca, 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 Tuca. Tutu! All right, pasta out. We're okay. Tuca was great. Halak, shut out the ducks this week. We are lucky. We are blessed with good goaltending. You're blessed with gold, gold, goaltending. Good, defi- good defense. Great top line. That that bottom line gets that, that fourth line is just so fucking much fun. Like somehow it's more fun than the than the version of it with with Schaller last year was. Okay, okay, because they were moved up to the third line for the last game because the fourth line last. Well, we don't game. have a, okay. We don't have a third line, but there's still a fourth line. We just have like three other guys that play from time to time. <laughs> Let's just establish the the Corrali Achari centered line with Wagner. Yes, that's very awkward. And I haven't come up with a good... People call them the whack job line. I don't like that. AWK, huh? The, the awkward line? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I just... I uh, uh. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. The my boy line. There's two of my <laughs> boys on it. <laughs> and, also, and also Chris Wagner. <laughs> and the mayor of Walpole. <laughs> the mayor line. <laughs> because... He's the mayor of Walpole, 
And Corrale is the mayor of Miami, Ohio, or wherever it is he is in Ohio. He went to Miami. He's from some other place in Ohio. Dublin. Oh, he's from Dublin, Ohio. Oh, the mayor of Dublin, the mayor of Walpole, and the mayor of Johnston, Rhode Island. There we go. Sorry, Lou Lamorello. Nolachari is the mayor now. Lou's from Johnston. Right, right. So. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, so they are fun. I love them. So I guess the question of the day is also a quick topic of our last show. <laughs> because these things never go away. Oh, actually, they do. They go away next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Next Monday. So next, well, next Monday, rather. Okay. Yeah, uh, next Monday's the 25th. I was very confused. I thought today was the trade deadline. I was like, oh, I, we're going to record during that. And we're not going to record during it. So it's really cool. That's my fun story. Anyway, yes. So next Monday at 3 p.m. Is it 3 p.m. or is it 4 p.m.? Regardless. Okay. Next Monday, trade deadline. What are the Bruins going to do? And we were talking about it just before our official recording. I say that in quotations. We were talking about what... The shadow what, pod. <laughs> yes. I should just release that in between every week so you can just hear the dumb shit we talk about. This is how the sausage gets made. No, never find out how the sausage gets made. No, you don't want that. <laughs> Nobody does. We were talking about how there are things that Don Sweeney should do and there are things that Don Sweeney will do. I think we've done a variation on this in the past, right? We have. Okay, so why don't we do that? Let's have a fun game of what should and will Don Sweeney do? I wish I had some game show music. So, what should he do? Tim, how about you lead? (laughs) Well, uh, I've... I've been on record as saying, you know, let's just like, you know, let's just punt. Don't give up assets and wait. Let's hope next year that there isn't Tampa isn't as good with how the team's playing right now. They just got me feeling that let's just go fucking all in and let's just trade four people and all the people. And specifically, I I guess going all in, I want to stay away from. Panarin, I just, I just don't think that that's really where they should go. I say, go, go get Mark Stone, and if you can package Duchesne, as much as I really kind of hate Duchesne as a person, just do that, get them both, and see what happens, because you never know. Yeah, I'm not all about the douchebag myself, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, you're, the, the team's got to do the thing. I know, That's I know what it is. I I just <laughs> wanted to have a clever pun. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. That's a five minute major in the penalty box. Oh! Possibly, a game, possibly a game misconduct. Wait, wait, going to the they're, go, they're going to the nope. It's not a game misconduct, but five minutes in the penalty box. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wise move because if it's a game misconduct, then this episode ends right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh okay. my god. I know, Tim. The drama. No. It's so, someone in my feed just mentioned that Ryan Spooner would be an okay option at 3C. Holy <laughs> shit. Because he was such a great option at 3C when he was here. <laughs> you know, like, 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 yes, like, Ryan Spooner was about at his best here, but, like, no. Just, just, no. Just, just, no. Just, 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 just stop. No. Oh, Tim, I liked it better when it was the faux drama. <laughs> but I will 
put the caveat of making this trade. I want to do everything in their power to keep two people, two prospects. There are two people that I just don't want to trade. Well, maybe three, but two for sure. Studnicka and Erho. Vakaninen. Keep those two. Honestly, I would put literally any other asset that doesn't negatively affect the rostered team on the table if you're going to go for it. Yeah. Everything else is, is open for discussion. I'm not I'm ever just... bra- I'm never trading Brandon Carlo. <laughs> Brandon, taking Brandon Carlo off the roster would be a negative effect for the playoffs. I know. Assuming he, assuming he gets to play in no, this year. No, stop it. Stop it. He's totally playing. He is totally playing. <laughs> We we have done everything that we could do to make sure that he is going to play in the playoffs this year. We did not drink Joe Boo's rum this year. He will play in the playoffs. Yes. Tim's being awfully quiet. Tim, you didn't drink Joe Boo's rum, did you? I, I promise I did not. I promise. <laughs> I was I was too busy. Actually, I haven't been drinking rum recently, so I haven't. And I'm never dry, dream, drinking rum. I just don't. I don't like rum. Rum and I are not friends. Nope, I agree. Okay, so so what Tim is saying is, yeah, there are certain key assets he does not want to go that way, and but he wants the Duchesne Mark Stone package deal if that's on the table. All right, now what do you think Don Sweeney's going to do, Tim? Oh God, uh, I just I have a bad feeling that it's gonna be like. It's going to be like Tyler Toffoli and fucking Kevin Hayes or something. It's just going to be bad. And I'm just going to be like, crap. That's just what I have. I have a feeling that's what it's going to be. Pick one. Pick one. You can't have both. Pick one. It's going to end. We're going to end up with Tyler Toffoli. I don't wish that that on anyone, but it's that's just what I feel. Okay. Jeff, what do you think? Again, I'm with Tim on this one. It's like I've been all over the road, I know, and I know I said last episode to either just, you know, accept that it's not our year or make some minor moves, but now I'm saying fuck it. This team is this team has a bunch of old players who are all playing very well right now. Also David Beckus, but anyway. Mm. How much longer, how many more shots do you get with Bergie, who's 33? You got Krejci, 32. Marshan's 30. Char's 40 fucking one. Rask is 31. We have a top line that's indestructible. Well, maybe not indestructible. <laughs> as long as there are no sidewalks. We've <laughs> <laughs> got a top line that's unbeatable. We have a bottom line, a fourth line that is just ripping shit apart. We got a defense that is being so goddamn stingy and two fantastic goalies. This team is two pieces away from being truly great. And it's not often you can specifically identify what those pieces are. Now, under normal circumstances, I would say, you know, third-line center, plug-in plug piece like Derek Broussard or, or Kevin Hayes would be perfectly reasonable under most other circumstances, and then you focus on right wing. You know what? In a hypothetical normal world, I would say, you know what? A pretty good move would be, like, say, Derek Broussard and Ryan Zingle. In fact, I think I said exactly that two weeks ago. I'm wrong. We're going up – here's the, here's the thing about what we're going up against. Remember – a regular third-line center is not good enough for what we have to go up against. We're paying Toronto in that first round. If they wanted to, they could run their center four deep with with Matthews, Tavares, Kadri, and Nylander if they so chose to pull Nylander off the wing. 
So we need a third line center who belongs in the top in the in the top six. Okay. Now Kevin Hayes, maybe he could still be that, but you know what? Fuck it, go for the moon. I'm with Tim. Stone or Duchesne. Just do it. Just do it. Done. Sell everything you have to do it up. It doesn't affect the active roster and leave something for the future. Namely, as I say, you keep Jack Studnicka around because he's probably three C next year. Because uh, it ain't gonna be JFK or Frederick. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Do what you gotta do. Commit. So, so what you're saying is that no take backs on Riley Nash. <laughs> Because you know what, I have a grand plan. <laughs> you're gonna make a, you're gonna make us cry, VA, aren't you? <laughs> you know what? I think that sometimes you need a, a voice of dissent. I'm not sure if I really believe in this, but I'm gonna fake it. <laughs> That's one goal and six of six and seven points in 56 games, Riley Nash. Riley Nash, who works so well in this system. Who okay. made David Backus work in a way. Who made Danton Heinen improve. But anyway, before we get to that, uh, was your uh, will do um, Kevin Hayes? Uh, my will do is more upsetting. My will do is like Wayne Simmons and insert an additional third pairing left-handed, left-shot defenseman here. Oh. Actually, no, I'm not that pessimistic. Sorry, I take that back. No. Okay, Wayne Simmons. And, like, Marcus Johansson. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, here's my blockbuster deal. This is the one you want. This is the one they should do, right? This is the one they should do. Don Sweeney says he wants somebody who's going to stick around. He doesn't want to do a rental, but I'm not sure that he's even going to get that option. I do like the Stone Duchesne deal. I do. But I want us to think about Artemi Panarin and Riley Nash coming back to the Bruins. And you, wow, who are you going to have to give up for that? You're going to have to give up some shit for that. And I don't know what it is, but I'll, I won't, I'm not going to send back Studnicka. I'm not going to send back Studnicka. I'm not sure. Like, I'm hoping, like, they'll take, like, a Zaboral or somebody. Take Zaboral. Take him. I don't want him. Nobody wants him. Take him. Does that really solve... Oh, do we have any forwards that... Ooh. I think we can assume any of these trades involve Ryan Donato and just move on from there. Oh, so I can just put Ryan Donato in there? I'm I'm operating under the assumption that any big move is going to involve Ryan Donato. I think... I don't think I'm off base there, Tim. No, I think you're right. Yeah, I think Donato has to be involved. Yes. I. You know what? I'm going to take one for the team here. I, I'm going to go. Let's get Panarin. Let's get Riley Nash back. Yes, I know. He hasn't been doing well. He has not been doing well at all in Columbus. But I think there's a certain magic that he has here. You know, sometimes players, they just feel good in a spot. Bring him back. Throw Donato onto the pile. Zaboral, get rid of him. There's gonna. I would even offer up David Backus. Oh, you're you're making such sac- so many sacrifices. I. <laughs> <laughs> These are deep personal sacrifices I'm making for the team. <laughs> but that's not what's gonna happen. What is gonna happen is that Kevin Hayes is gonna come here, and I'm not sure that he really wants to. I can't imagine. I don't see why he'd want to after this. After how the city treated his brother. <laughs> nope. 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 So uh, I. I think. I think that we can dream big 
And I, I really think the Panarin is the MacGuffin of this uh, whole trade deadline stuff because I feel like he's going to go to a team and he's not going to really be much or he, he's going to go to the wrong team. He's the suitcase holding a chunk of... Uh, of, uh, of, of um... Oh, damn he's he's the thing that everybody wants, the shiny thing that's going to, like, you know, uh, improve their greedy little lives or something. And, and, and what really is going to happen is it's going to be Stone. Stone's the guy to go and get. And, uh, and and I'll be honest with you, I hope I'm wrong. I really would like to get Stone. I'm not really big on Duchesne, but you can get rid of him at the, en- the end of the season. You can go sign with Ottawa or some dumb fuck place. We could have a chance at signing Stone, but I really think that he's going to go after Kevin Hayes. I feel like the Rags are a good trading partner with the Bruins. I, I think that Sweeney feels that way, like he's got a good rapport with them, and I think that's what's going to happen. I want no part of Ryan Spooner. Sp- Spooner can stay in, where is he now, with the Canucks? Yeah. You know, he did get back into the NHL by going to the Canucks, so good for him. It means he's no longer stuck in you know the Central Valley, because like Bakersfield, really, that's a rough draw, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to be part of that. The ship, the ship has sailed on Ryan Spooner, and I feel bad that you know it didn't work here or in New York or in Edmonton, and probably not with the Canucks. But make some money, have some fun, and then really go do what you want to do, Ryan. Just go, just go, spin some sick beats, buddy. While 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 dressed as a medieval knight. Hey, live action role playing isn't all about that. There are lots of other. Okay, roles. right. He's probably the guy that's running around shouting lightning bolt, lightning bolt. <laughs> I'm just saying that some LARPs are like spy things, or they're more like oh my god, steampunk Victorian things. I'm just saying, like open your eyes to LARPing. <laughs> that's my new podcast. Open your eyes to LARPing. With Mistress VA. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Mistress VA. That accelerated. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now it sounds like I have a dungeon. It's really great. <laughs> uh, so, how... It's almost Bruins and trades. <laughs> okay, so I think we beat this thing to death. We're going to have to find out what's happening next week. Uh I think we, we'd like to have something that seems pretty spectacular to us, and I think it's going to be o- underwhelming. Now, granted, last year he did pull the trigger on the Rick Nash trade, and it ended up being underwhelming only because Nash got hurt in a really terrible way. So <sighs> I, I can say this about the team. They're starting to get hot at a good time. Whereas, like, remember last season, they started getting hot right after the Christmas break. And then they rode that for a while. And then... By the deadline, they were starting to cool down a little bit. Yeah. Right. So now they're starting to heat up. And I think this is a good time because you really ideally want to be hitting your stride late February, early March. Right? So let's go, Bruins. Let's do this. Let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey. Oh, here's a fun thing. So now that we've talked about all these trade things and what Don Sweeney should and probably will do and how underwhelming it can be, who in the East can beat Tampa? Gritty. Gritty? Yeah, Gritty. Gritty can. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was such an inspiring choice. I really enjoyed that. (laughs) A team of Gritties could absolutely 
Oh, I think just greedy on his own. Come on, just send him out there. He'll take care of him. <laughs> he will bash them into oblivion. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, the obvious answer is gritty. Well, gritty's beaten a lot of things this year. Mostly children, but. <laughs> <laughs> and his own handlers. You know, it's the concept of a, of, of a tune-up game, right? So. <laughs> I, I just adore gritty. I really do. There are hockey storylines that I'm really sick of this year. I am sick to fucking death of the Carolina Hurricanes. I can't even put Carolina and Hurricanes together because I automatically want to say Carolina Panthers. But anyway, I'm so sick of that whole thing. I, I don't care. Too. Just do your thing. Just well, that's just it. I don't get up. why anyone's worked up about that at all. It's like, okay, old guys, shut up. Okay, people that are rushing to defend the team, also shut the fuck up. Yeah. Fuck all of you. Fuck all of you into the sun. Each and every goddamn one of you a pox on both of your houses. Uh, are you having fun? <laughs> Great. Are you getting people to buy into it and, and want to come and see you and experience this fun? Yeah? Great. Good. I don't need to know anymore. I, I don't care anymore. I just don't. I just don't have that capacity of caring anymore. But Gritty, I know some people are sick of Gritty. I love people, gritty. I know there's so many people that are like anxiously awaiting him to milkshake duck us, and I don't think it's going to happen. Milkshake <laughs> duck us? What? What's that? When you inevitably find out that something that just became new and hot is actually turns out to be alarmingly racist a very short time after it becomes trendy. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm guessing this was a meme that everybody loved. The milkshake duck itself is a meme for that. I don't think there was an actual milkshake milkshake duck. Oh, okay, no. okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think that Gritty's racist. Uh, I think he just wants to have a good time. There is the point that he's doing all the same stuff that other mascots have done, but... He's big and orange and funny looking, so that makes it a little bit different. So basically, you know, people are like, oh, he's derivative. And it's like, I don't care. He stole my so heart. Really, can you, it's like, can you even name your home team's mascot? Most of you, I assume the answer is no. <laughs> I didn't know that the Sabres had one that was like a cat of some kind. Uh, big what? cat. Yeah, they have one. It's like a leopard or something. I, I don't know. It's not a buffalo. It should be a buffalo. Or like a buffalo with a sword, some sort of buffalo pirate. Right, right, right. It's a cat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I didn't know about that. And Oh, my gosh. It's a saber tooth. Oh, it's a saber tooth. Oh, okay. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Except that kind of saber is spelt differently. Well, it's buffalo. I know because my high, I know because my high school's mascot were the sabers, but they were ER because they were saber tooth cats rather than curved swords. Uh, but Which isn't is. the Marvel character spelled R-E? Sabretooth? Yeah. Be- oh, I have to look it up now. <laughs> but they spell it R-E-Tooth, though. Sabretooth. I mean, it could just be that my high school was, you know, stupid, which would check out. But <laughs> Sabretooth, the fictional character from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or actually that's the Fox Marvel Cinematic Universe, is spelled with an R-E. Anyway, I'm not making any judgments on your high school or how it's spelled. I'm just saying that, you know, it's obvious that if they wanted to go with Sabretooth as their mascot, they should have made it Sabretooth. You know what? Literally making Leif Schreiber your mascot would be fine. He seems to actually like hockey, too. He did used to narrate the Road to the Winter Classic. I think he grew up in Canada for a time. 
I really like Liev Schreiber, and I and I I'm kind of uncomfortable about it because I I don't I don't understand. I think it's like this like the sense of manliness and his hirsutism or something that that I really what? enjoy. Yeah. He's, he's got, he he reeks a very he emits a very spe- specific kind of masculinity. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like in Goon, I thought he was like really kind of gross but kind of hot. It, that's why I'm uncomfortable. He kind of nailed that Newfoundland accent, too, so nothing but respect. Yeah, so, like, I really love Liv Schreiber. I'm just going to say it out now, now. I love him. I don't understand it. The The Golden Knights have a mascot. Chance! Wow, yeah. I love him! That, that's a thing. He's a, He's a gecko Gila or, monster. Or, or it's a Gila monster, yes. Okay, that's right. He's a Gila monster. I love him. I love Gila monsters. I love big lizards. I'm sorry. Is this getting too close into the territory of stuff that you don't like to talk about, Jeff? I'm okay with lizards. I was a dinosaur nut when I was a kid. They got legs, and I'm okay with that. It's when they start, it's when they start losing the legs, and they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> what if it's a Gila monster that lost all of its legs in a uh, car accident? Oh, poor thing. Then it's, it's still going to have little stumps, right? Like, the problem with the snake is that there's no legs at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh my gosh, these mascots. I, I, I should not have done this. Oh my gosh. I find the lightning bug for the lightning. What's his name? Sparky. Uh, I find him a little yeah. off-putting. But I, I like the guy who's... Uh, or I like the mascot for the um, Blue Jackets. He's also a bug. I, I just found that the Minnesota Wild have one. and His name is Nordy. And I don't know what he is. I think that's the point. I mean, to be fair, no one knows what the Minnesota Wilds logo is either, so... Yeah, I think it's all fitting with the theme. It's a wild. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wild. (laughs) It's supposed to be a puma or a bear fox hybrid. So, yeah. It's a wild. It's a wild. bear fox hybrid, huh? So, um... Maybe I don't really want answers to these questions, but I do have questions. How does one hybrid a bear and a fox? Um, which one's which parent? Bears and foxes, I believe, share some kind of ancestry. I'm, I'm working on a purely mechanical question here. I know, but I'm trying to say <laughs> that dogs and bears and foxes are all related in some way, but it's 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 a distant relation. Oh, like all almost all uh, mammalian carnivores are like the same. Uh, are, are, it's at the family level. No, stop it! No, I don't want you to talk about that. <laughs> Just dogs and bears and foxes. <laughs> but also cats. Oh, hello, Tuka. Thunderbug is the lightning one. That's his name. Thunderbug. Oh, Thunderbug. Yeah, I don't like him. He's weird looking. Oh, by the way, how... I'm going to indulge you in a little bit of um, Jersey talk for a minute. How ugly are those new thirds for the lightning? I actually like them. Oh, Tim, No! They're ugly. They're like exactly what, what Jeff has been talking about. Like that, that whole like dark gray on black and it's like bleh. It's like so boring. It's like, it, it's just, oh. it's just, it's just, the, it's like the Blackhawks and Wear Classic jerseys. Just like the fucking Black Ice jerseys again. And those things were an abomination. Yeah. Yeah. I think people are just saying they like that jersey because it's from the fucking Bolts. Well, I, I like their other third. 
I know that some people had a problem with it saying bolts. I didn't have a problem with that. I thought that was great, actually. Yeah. I, I actually that one was really good. Yeah, I liked yeah, that one. Yeah, I I enjoyed that. I mean, I I have no problem if you want to have an all black thirds. That's that's fine. Black and white or whatever. You know, black and white with a little hint of that blue, that bright blue, that electric blue. Yes, yes, I think that's great. But what they're doing, it's just an abomination. And it was like this weekend was ugly sweater night for all of the home teams. The Ducks wore an ugly sweater. The Kings wore an ugly sweater. The Bolts wore an ugly sweater. I mean, lots of teams wore ugly sweaters. Oh, the the Isles. Oh, my God. They're third. I hate it. I hate the white yoke. Anything with a white. Oh, oh God. Oh, it's no. a, that's, a, that's, a, the, the, that's the Brooklyn Nets pattern one, right? The uh, black and the white. The... No, it's, it's blue. It's still blue, but it's got white. Oh, oh God! Yeah, it's got a white nameplate with the blue letters, and I'm sorry I hit that, but um, it, it's just not good looking. So I, I just, uh, you know, if the Bruins make their Winter Classic jersey into their third, that will be the best looking third out there. I'm just gonna say. I would say just. Oh yeah. I like the white. I like the home whites, but I would just make that our home whites. Fuck it. I don't like home whites, but I I really enjoy the. I I think that that uniform you can wear it at home because there's not a lot of white. I mean, yeah. there's white in it, but it's not as, like, uh, blocked out as, like, the other uniforms, right? So, oh, yes, and I have been told that maybe in the next couple of weeks, I might be seeing my Winter Classic jersey and owning it and actually obtaining it. We'll see. Well, at least you have Ooh. that signed Bergy one. Not that, you can, not that you can wear that one because that's a blessed artifact, but... I can't wear it either because I'm pretty sure I could get my arm and a boob in it. That's about it. It's oh. very small. It's small. But that's okay. I suppose that's better for when you're going to put in a jersey frame and hang on the wall. So Yeah, it's fine. You don't want a huge one. You just want a little tiny one, you know. But anyway. Okay, let's get back. Let's get back. Who can beat Tampa besides Gritty? I really do want to just talk about Gritty for, like, ever, though. <laughs> Who could beat Tampa besides Gritty in the East? Could the Caps do it again? I don't think so. The Caps, here's the thing about the Caps is um, people talked about last year about how their underlings weren't good and they were doing things and they did well anyway. Fine. They're not a great team this year. Their goal difference is only a plus 10. You know, they've, they've, given, they've scored 199 goals. Super. They've also given up 189. Not super. How about the Isles? No, they're not real. <laughs> I know, but yeah. they, they, they believe they're real. I know they do, but like... I was just going on the idea of a Barry Trotz coach team going against the Lightning and being their kryptonite. I, I kind of wonder about... No, not the, not Pittsburgh. Matt Murray's not good anymore. Yeah, what happened? He was they never were... that good. I mean, like, he won those cups after playing, like, four games each of those two seasons. No... <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing: is probably either Boston, either Boston or Toronto, and they have to play each other first. So realistically speaking, no, because they're going to grind each other to dust, and whoever's going to listen to Tampa is going to get their shit caved in, just like last year. Yeah, that is the limitation of this playoff uh, system. Uh, right now, if the playoffs started today, which I wish they would, because honestly, I just don't want 23 more games this season. Just playoffs now, please. Playoffs now. That's what I want. Sorry, I had to say it. I said it before. I'm going to say it now. We all know that I'm not very patient when it comes to these things. And the fact that I've been able to endure 59 and now 60 games tonight, I'm done. 
Just give me the fucking playoffs because I love playoffs. I can I can get my girl boner on for playoffs, okay? Okay. If it were to start today, the Montreal Canadiens would be facing off against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't know why I said it in a funny voice, but that's that's how it would be. How would that go? That wouldn't go well. You know, that would uh, that would go poorly for, for Montreal. So, like, if it wasn't for the fact that we want Tampa Bay to go away, that's technically that, – that would be that would be a positive outcome, except we want Tampa Bay to go away, so. Uh, Honestly, if Boston makes moves and does what we think they should do rather than what we think Sweeney's going to do, even playing Toronto in the first round, I think the Bruins – could give Tampa a run for their money. Yeah, here's the thing. I think I think you're right, Tim. If if Boston does what needs to be done, we can make we, we can make the Easter race. Yeah, and you know, I gotta tell you, I am still scarred from last season where we had half a defense going into that game or into that series against the uh the Lightning. Because we had Krug and Carlo out. Defensively they were Half of what they should have been. I mean, when you had Tommy Cross coming up to play defense, things aren't going that well for you. Did they call up Tommy Cross in last year's playoffs, or was that just the year before? I thought it was last year as well. Yeah, it was last year. Because you had Krug and Carlo were out, and I'm struggling with who else was on the roster that was out too. Wasn't McAvoy out too? I can't even keep track of this shit anymore. Like, like It's just been... Defend- anyway. Yeah, so it's like the, the Bruins... They made it through the Toronto series, and, but they were dust. And then they, they went up against Tampa Bay, and they were not at their, uh, their peak. They, were they did put on a clinic in game one. Yep. They, they just, yeah. got, just got curb stomped the entire rest of the series. Yep. Because <laughs> game one was like serious. Like Bruins dominated Tampa in a big way, but then that was that. I think it'll be interesting to see as long as like the defense is healthy, the matchup between Tampa and Boston when Boston has their full defense and basically a full set of forwards that are healthy as well. Cause you know, pasta's out right now. Solaric could be back soon. It may not be anything serious. We don't know. Well, and here's the thing is that the first of their three remaining games is after the deadline. Now, I just want to let you know something that's actually kind of terrifying, just uh, <laughs> just so you know about Tampa, and this is alarming and makes me cry inside, is um, they have a projected deadline space of $7.9 million. Oh, Tampa. Oh, God. So, uh... Fortunately, they have basically nothing to actually buy with anymore because they can't trade their first rounder this year because if they, make, if they win the cup, they can't trade their first or their second this year. Because it's because a, a conditional second in the McDonough trade, and if they win the cup this year, it becomes a first, which means they can't trade that first rounder. Oh, so they don't. So they don't have a lot of non-roster tradable pieces. Fortunately, doesn't mean they have none though. So we'll see what happens there. I really hope something doesn't happen where a team is like bullied into trading someone to them, because I hate when some t- stuff like that happens, and it very easily could. Well, Iserman's not the uh, GM anymore, so like people don't have those nudie pictures on him, I guess. <laughs> well, there's the thing is, um, uh, Brisbois hasn't uh, actually done anything yet. Oh. He hasn't needed to, 
Like the only move I think that they made since he became GM was like trading Slater Cuckoo for uh, for some guy of no comp. Um, fuck, what's his name? Jan Ruda. Both of those are made up names. <laughs> Slater Cuckoo and Jan Ruda. Yeah. This was not as fun a, a uh, topic as I thought it would be. I'm going to propose releasing a whole bunch of starving bears into their dressing room. And then so when they open their locker to get the, their locker to get out their jersey, instead of their jersey, they find a bear that rips off their faces. I'm okay with that. At the risk of sounding like a terrible person, I hope I wish to plague them with a rash of injuries. Just Can they be bear-related? Sure. And gritty-related, too. Oh, a gritty mauling would probably be more devastating than, any, than what any actual bear can pull off. Yes. Make it happen. Come on, they're due some, for some injuries. They haven't had nearly the injuries they've needed this year. I was going to say, Stamkos hasn't had something catastrophic happen yet this year. So let's make it happen. Who's got the crowbar or the big wrench or the bears? Now the question is, if you only get, if you, if you only get time to break, to break one guy's knee, who do you go for? Kucherov. Do you go for Stamkos, Kucherov, or... Kucherov! Kucherov! Kucherov. Kucherov. Going to break his knee. Going to break his knee. I mean, the guy's got like... He's already got like 94 points this year. Stamkos, I'm going to go mess up his hair and he'll be injured. And then <laughs> I'm going to do something bad to Hedman. I was thinking like, you know, like rigging some sort of ridiculous Rube Goldberg trans- uh, my, uh, my reaction that drops some sort of like, you know, uh, like sandbags on, uh, on on Andre Vasilevsky. Yes. Yes. That too, yeah. It's like, car- it's like cartoon styles. Womp! <laughs> They got that Tesla coil thing. Maybe that could fall from the ceiling. Lightning bolt all of the... Every every one of them that's on the ice. Wow, are we in the DC universe? (laughs) This is dark. (laughs) I mean... It's it's so dark. (laughs) The darkest timeline is the awfulest timeline, but... Man, and they're just comes... and they're just rolling there. Well, we're not in the darkest timeline. We're in the dumbest timeline. Come on. <laughs> yeah. This is the darkest timeline. Maybe they I just assumed the darkest timeline would make more sense. That's why I figure it's the dumbest timeline because nothing makes sense. I think that it's like string theory. We're all talking about the same things. We're just using different angles at which to talk about them. And yes, I just threw some physics in there for you. Pseudo physics. Spring Fairy's big pseudo physics, but yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's my response. <laughs> anyway, Tesla coil malfunction barbecues all of their top, all of their starting lineup one day, like during during the anthem or something. I'm game. Oh, not during the anthem. I don't want to do anything bad to Sonia. She's such a nice singer. Sonia, get out of the way. That's what you say. I didn't say it's to kill everyone on the ice, just the bolts. Like, you know, just like... I, I know, but it, it, but electricity doesn't work like that. It's not selective about who it wants to kill on the ice. <laughs> I mean... Have her stand some on some hot spots and ground If only we had a line on some sort of god of thunder that could manipulate it. <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, all right. We'll call up Thor to see if he can help us. It's for a noble cause. We'll, we'll explain to them. We'll, we'll explain to them. Tell them that each and every one of them is Loki in disguise. Yes, and that we're as guardians. It's very important for us to, you know, to be protected. <laughs> oh my god! Are you sure this is not the DC universe? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
DC superheroes have stupid powers. I know, but they're so dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good for you, good for you, guy who's usually Cal Drogo. You can talk to fish. Great, excellent. Oh my God, <laughs> we get Deadpool on the Zamboni. There we go. All, problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> Call up Ryan Reynolds. Are you doing anything? Would you like to take out the Tampa Bay Lightning? What do you mean by take out the Tampa Bay Lightning? With the Zamboni. I don't understand. Have you watched your own films? <laughs> <laughs> they said something really bad about the Canucks. All of them. You need to take care of it. He's from Vancouver. Not Winnipeg, like Wade Wilson. No, no, Wade, Wade, Wade Wilson's from Regina. Oh, it's Regina! I'm sorry, I get them <laughs> so mixed up. Probably very specifically because it's not sounds like vagina, which was totally a joke in the first goon. Yeah, vagina, Saskatchewan. I yes, but I um, they're both kind of equally dull when you get into them at six o'clock at night. So we've problem solved the Tampa Bay Lightning, which is great. Now I think all we have to do is talk about what's coming up in the future. Okay, so um, today being. uh, uh, February 18th, Bruins play tonight at an ungodly hour against the San Jose Sharks. That is the um, uh, the Eric Carlson and Brent Burns show mm. at 10 p.m. East- at 10 p.m. Eastern time because well, you can't have nice things. Could be worse. It could be 10:30. Fucking LA. 11 versus 11:30 on a work night for me is really just like no meaningful difference. <laughs> And they followed up on Wednesday by playing Vegas Golden Knights in Las Vegas, also at 10 p.m. Eastern time, because we can't have nice things. Fucking time zones. Mm, I should be at that game. I'm really sad. Mm. Let's talk about Saturday's game against the Blues and what a stupid time that is. All right, I'm going to... Wait a minute. Ready? <laughs> Announce what it is, then I'm going to go into my rant. On Saturday, that's February 23rd, Boston plays the St. Louis Blues at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Okay. I hate matinees that are not at 1 p.m. It's a dumb thing. It's a dumb time. That's a dumb time in St. Louis where they're playing it because it's a 3 p.m. start. Right. Right. It's even dumber for that reason. Why aren't you playing it at 1? Or it would be 2 our time. But still, I could get behind that. It's not as dumb. Like... The, the beauty of a one o'clock matinee is like you get your lunch, you watch the Bruins play. It's great. Okay. By the time two o'clock rolls around, that's when intermission is. You can get up and do something, come back and whatever, you know, and you can be done in time to take your dog for a walk at the time that she usually goes for a walk at, uh, a, you know, a time of year, um, day, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Now, a three o'clock or a four o'clock time is dumb because it just messes up your whole day. You can't eat lunch while you're watching it. You have to plan to take your dog for a walk before and that throws off your schedule. It's just dumb. And then four or five o'clock for what the, those are stupid times. Very dumb times. Although you could walk your dog before five o'clock start, but that's not the point. One o'clock matinees are the best matinees. Damn it. Indeed. This is followed up, of course, on the t- Monday the 25th with the NHL trade deadline when we will find out how wrong we all were. Or, more terrifyingly, how right. <laughs> or how in the middle we all were. <laughs> how just... Eh. 
And they follow that next day, 7 p.m. Eastern time, at the Garden after the end of the road trip, playing the San Jose Sharks again. Woohoo! Followed oh, yeah. by Tampa on Thursday, February 28th. It's not as many games as they played in the last two weeks, but this next two weeks are, are, are a very challenging group. San Jose, Vegas, and Tampa Bay are three, are three very good teams, and St. Louis has been playing very well lately. But that's okay, then they close it out on March 2nd against the New Jersey Devils. So, like, <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, so that's uh, that's the state of things there. Okay, so it's rigorous two weeks we got coming up on us here with the deadline in the middle. Uh, quickly, do we think that the Bruins make their move before next Monday, or is it going to be next Monday afternoon? Next Monday afternoon, that's my guess. Tim? Yeah, I, I just think for what we want them to do, it takes a lot of back and forth, and I think it'll take until Monday. Longer he takes, though, the more expensive it gets because other teams got more time to put in bids. Of course, it all depends on, you know, what Eugene Melnick tells Pierre Dorian, like, what he's allowed to do. I don't know. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Just for the sake of argument, I'm going to say they're going to get something done on, like, Sunday afternoon. There we go. So about similar timeline-wise to when they got to, they went and finished off the Rick Nash deal because that was yeah. the Saturday or something. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. That works. Do it. Okay. Good. Got anything else? Are we, uh... Vote for Brandon Carlo for seventh player. If you're in the New England states. Sorry, other people who aren't in New England states. They don't allow you to vote. Um, I would have pulled for for Matt Grizzlick personally, but Brandon Carlo is a very good pick as well. I say Brandon Carlo. You can say whatever you want, but the right answer is Brandon Carlo. (laughs) Tim? Not Urho. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> he only played like one game. <laughs> well, it's not his fault he only played one game. It's true. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark Borbietsky. <laughs> but yeah, sure. I'll, either either one of the two that you said are good, I guess. The only other person that I really would like, I guess, what are the actual? It doesn't matter where you are, like in terms of how long you've been in the league to win this award, right? For it's some just, reason, yeah, thought- it's just whoever's pulled a punch above their weight in terms of making this team successful is what it's supposed to be, basically. Punch the furthest above their own weight to make a difference. That's what it's supposed to be, but it always goes to, like, you know, last year or the last couple of years, I think it was pasta. You know? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I seriously, seriously, no, I'm, I'm starting, the, the entire seventh, seventh player thing starting to make me lose faith in democracy, like there wasn't already reasons to have questions about it already. Yeah, um, if okay. You're, <laughs> if you're voting for Bergie or Marshy or just Crunchy, don't. you, you just, know, they're, they're, mm. I'm gonna go on a little bit of a limb then, away from those two players, just to be different, I'm gonna say Sean Corrale. Oh yeah, sure, okay. You can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah, I you know I was going to tell you that Jeremy Swayman was not in the running. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. I think I've, I'm done ranting about things and whatnot. Well, listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you like us, rate us some stars, leave some comments, tell all your friends. It's okay to talk about podcasts, we swear. People won't shut the fuck up about cereal, so therefore it's okay. Um, really? I can't do I can't do true crime podcasts and sentence. <laughs> I don't even know who you are. 
What am I giving you any indi- anyway? <laughs> <laughs> you can um, uh, reach out to us on Twitter at Barely On Topic or on Facebook at Barely On Topic Podcast. Or our individual Twitter accounts. I'm, of course, at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And I am at Vote for Brandon Carlo for 7th Player Award. A.K.A. at VA from com. Now, thank you for tolerating my word salad this week. And, Tim. Word. Salad?